Well, my story starts in um, the wild west coast of um, northwest Tasmania. And um, I lived there for 20 odd years, um, living an alternative lifestyle and there were sticks, raising up a couple of kids. Anyway, when they grew up and fled the nest, I thought it's time for me to have a bit of a life. And so I ended up buying a camper van and thought I'd take off on a big journey around Australia. And having never driven in any direction on my own more than an hour, or being able to read a map, I took off <laughs> with lots of um, an anxiety and um, anticipation about what was going to befall me. Anyway, after driving through Melbourne um, about a metre at the back of my um, brother-in-law's car, because I was panicking driving through Melbourne, um, finally got through there and um, yeah, just ended up in Victoria for a while. and pacing around everywhere thinking, how am I going to do this? What makes you even think you can drive anywhere on your own? And anyway, so I um, got a um, bonbon on New Year's Eve, broke it open and out popped a little compass. <laughs> and anyway, I thought that's got to be some kind of sign. <laughs> so <laughs> I blue tacked it onto my rear vision mirror <laughs> and um, with the thought in my head that um, I was in my own little house and I could never get lost, I thought I'd go on my way and off I went. I got lost a couple of times but it wasn't too bad. <laughs> anyway, I ended up driving all over the countryside and ended up in Broome where I phoned a good friend of mine in um, Tassie who um, happened to say that her, bro her brother lives up in Darwin and that I should um, ring him up because... Um, he doesn't mind people coming to stay at his place. <laughs> so anyway, off I went and I rang weed up. And then <laughs> my sister rang me. <laughs> and she goes, I've got a girlfriend of mine that's travelling around Australia for a couple of years. And uh, she's in Broome at the moment. You won't be able to get in contact with her. So here's her number. I've given her your number. So I've got Tasmania ringing Alice Springs to tell somebody in Broome that yeah, somebody wants to stay at your house in Darwin. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, that's all right. So I won't bother ringing up for a couple of days and the next day the phone rings and um, we spent an hour on the phone. And I said, would it be all right if I rang you back tomorrow? And we spent two and then three. And she says, how long have you got on the job in Alice Springs? Uh, I'm leaving in a couple of days. She said, I'm leaving Broome now, I'm coming to meet you. <laughs> uh, we talked every bit of the way through that. I said, pull in the Springvale homestead of Catherine. I'm not waiting there, I'm heading south to Mataranka. <laughs> and we met at Mataranka and uh, Nick can tell you a little bit about that when I was <laughs> coming in the driveway at the homestead. And I rang up and said, um, you'll see an old white Toyota with a green tarp on the back coming in. <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, I didn't know what I was doing at that stage and um, <laughs> all I remember was um, hiding in the bushes, peeking around the corner, <laughs> thinking to myself, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> and anyway, I saw this um, old bushy guy <laughs> come up the driveway <laughs> and um, I'm thinking, oh my God, God. Anyway, he jumps out of the car and I just got this vision of cat weasel in my head, you know, and um, 
I finally plucked up the courage to um, walk out of the bushes <laughs> and go up to Weed and, and say hi and introduce myself. And the first thing he said to me, he looked at me and he goes, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he said, oh, you could have told me you were so pretty. And I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that just did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> yeah, well then we chatted and had a few drinks and it was about 2.30 in the morning I said, are you sleeping? She goes, no. I said, no, I'm mucking on. <laughs> Let's jump in the cars and head home. So we just jumped in the cars and Nick wasn't real keen on driving so I said, no. I said, on 80Ks we'll talk on the two ways. <laughs> We got home and by the time I'd been away for months and um, the long grass was about three metres high through the yard and <laughs> the whole joint looked like shit there. <laughs> um, and I got three dogs, old Beswick, which I found at Beswick, um, <laughs> a camper, which we've still got, and slut dog who used to take <laughs> off with everyone. Anyway, uh, two of them are passed on now, but um, yeah, Nick got in there and we got two crocodiles in the backyard, which she'd never had pet crocodiles before. <laughs> Not Tasmania, um, anyway. <laughs> we've still got both of them. Uh, so we sort of got through the thing is, she still does the same thing as she did since the day. No matter everyone's yard, she wants to take cuttings, leaves them in buckets and they never get grown. Um, <laughs> That's a lie. But <laughs> she, she has changed. <laughs> she has changed our place from a bit of an old shack into a very comfortable home. Can uh, I take over now? <laughs> when I first walked into that house, there was nothing but VB flags, <laughs> VB tea towels, VB towels, VB bedspreads. <laughs> VB Boonie Dolls and any other paraphernalia that was all VB. <laughs> Eventually I got some, took them down one by one over the years. Now there's none. Oh, hang on, the Boonie Dolls are still there. <laughs> Nick was whinging at me for a while. She reckons, oh, I spent that long with my husband in Tasmania. grew up the kid. She said, I've never, ever had a ring in my life. Hands are bare. So I was killing some pigs out the back. <laughs> and uh, actually, as I was cleaning the pigs, and I actually, yeah, as you do, cut the date out of the pig when you clean them. And I said, well, you can close your eyes. The old lady across the road couldn't quite believe it either. But, and I snuck the pig's ring on a finger. <laughs> well, don't say I don't give you nothing. Which I tried to dry out, but it rotted. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, just after that, we ended up over in Tasmania, uh, and uh, a friend of mine over there is a silversmith, and we were sitting down there at his joint, and she loved the ring, and I said, well, there's your fucking engagement ring. <laughs> and then she liked this other stone, and I said, uh, Fucking porker, can you uh, make a ring out of that? 
And he said, yep, and he made it up at the table while we're sitting there. I said, there's your fucking wedding ring. <laughs> then he said, you're not getting any fucking more. <laughs> and what you more. got? You got one more. Anyway, we come back to Darwin, back home, and um, we decided to get married. Yeah, that wasn't such a bad thing. Um, but the w- wedding was good. We just had a few people around, and um, we had... Lamb shanks, that was the best. <laughs> Onion gravy, bread rolls, lamb shanks. The uh, celebrant says, what time do you want to get married? I said, oh, fuck, six o'clock. She goes, oh, beautiful sunset, everyone loves it. I said, fuck that, six in the morning. I'll be blind by fucking six at night. <laughs> anyway, we compromised on 8.30 and then... Um, and it was good, everyone was around having a good time and then you can take it from me. <laughs> yes, it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> just standing there in front of all these people and the celebrant said to Weed, do you take this wife, this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? And Weed stood there and goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> that was a bit out there, but anyway... <laughs> So I had to say fuck yeah too when they asked me. <laughs> and yeah, then we went and, cel- and signed the, um, the booklet to say we'd been married and the celebrant came back and said, I'd like to introduce Mr. And Mr. Collins and his favourite bitch, Mrs. Collins. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cute too. <laughs> anyway, Nick proceeded to say all she ever wanted to do was um, have a job that she could do from home. And uh, she was already doing jewellery and done a lot of stuff, and uh, which was exceptional, but she needed something else to complement it. So we just got into doing skeletons and then different things, and we started mucking around with fish bones, and they looked like little dragons. And then we started, yeah, doing all sorts of different stuff, and now uh, she's got a job that she does from home, and... That keeps me busy for about 10 hours after I knock off work too, but uh, yeah, we've made a good life together and everything that we do, we do together. It's, um, well, we do paintings on buffalo heads and processed crocodile heads and we morph skeletons into different things. I asked Nick if I could yeah. paint her once and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said I could, so I painted her and she wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> well, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I'd just like to say uh, thank you to my beautiful husband because he has um, supported me through my whole time of being with him and given me the opportunities to work from home and um, do the things that I love. And he's created quite an artistic monster within me and um, he's brilliant. <laughs>